I've had a very interesting experience being a black father in America. You know, this is not new. My dad was extremely active. Um, He was at everything he could be at. If he was in town, he was there. To say that it is the norm that black men are not in their children's lives or not active when it comes to the raising of their children, it's just a misconception and it continues to create division within our community. Get paid a pretty penny for my thoughts. I'm hard away with grandma. I'm this is Daryl, back with another episode of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey Podcast, where we discuss topics that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. It, it is my first Father's Day. I am sipping from what I have deemed my baby bottle. For a newborn, generally, cigars and, and whiskey are traditional in at least, you know, American and, and Western culture. So I have a Balvini 21-year-old scotch. It is the oldest and the most expensive bottle in my collection of, of nearly 70 bottles of whiskey, if not above 70 and phenomenal phenomenal uh, flavor noses very well i'm I'm not the best at describing everything Um, i'm not really a sommelier when it comes to whiskey but i do know good whiskeys and this is by far the best scotch i own extremely extremely smooth just really really good well aged Having been introduced to Scotch whiskey when I was 22, 23 years old, actually, um, upon graduating from undergrad, shout out to Anjan Basu, my big fraternity brother. But yeah, being introduced to, to Scotch at that point, I was just talking to my LB, my ace, who was my college roommate at the time. And we went out and purchased, I think it was a six year old bottle of Scotch whiskey, just so we could get to no scotch and figure stuff out and knew absolutely nothing about the spirit very uneducated very unsophisticated at that time and now I've grown to appreciate what a good whiskey and specifically what a good scotch is so yeah shout out to Anjan for introducing me and yeah now now it's one of my favorite spirits certainly much pricier than a lot of general bourbons when you get a good scotch but it it really is worth it when you're celebrating the birth of your first child this week i ordered some glen karen glasses for the podcast they are the traditional whiskey tasting um glasses and you know they add to the experience because they really allow the aroma of the the drink to kind of float up they're shaped in such a way that it just adds to the the entire experience so drinking from that today i feel real bougie on my first father's day 
today's episode is going to be about my experience thus far into fatherhood. Avery is two months old as of the seventh of this month, and I've had a very interesting experience being a black father in America, um, being very hands-on. My dad was very hands-on, so let me preface it with that. You know, this is not new. My dad was extremely active. Um, he was at everything he could be at when he was in town. If you know, if he was in town, he was there. There were times he had work trips and things like that, but he did his best to be available for all of our um, events, uh, be it my athletic events, my sister's dance recitals, um, our chorus or band concerts, my younger brother, um, his plays, he's a thespian, you know, there was always that expectation that dad and mom were going to be there whenever possible and so that set the standard for me yeah I don't have the option to not be there for Avery and when he was born we had a lot of stuff going on which the medical industry has to do better by women and specifically by black women to make sure that they are as informed as they should be um, taken care of properly believed properly because even if it is your first time giving birth you know your body better than anyone else and so we ended up having a couple uh, unexpected complications but obviously everyone is okay Desiree and Avery are doing well and healthy but for the first 12 hours or so after birth Avery was not in our um, hospital room when he was born immediately after he was born I think I uh, I went to get some some food soon after and because I hadn't, I hadn't left the hospital for you know over 17 hours at that point and so he was born he wasn't in our room because they had to run some tests this that and the other and when I uh, I came back and you know I was able to see him came back into the room sitting there with Desiree and I told the nurse you know I want to go see my son and so she looks at Desiree and says is that okay that wasn't cool right I understand that society has given women you know often more control um, it's given women a lot of leverage when it comes to the raising of a child but I was in the delivery room I was there from the moment we stepped into the hospital because I drove of course my wife to the hospital um, and so even the fact that she had the mindset to ask if it was okay for me to go see our child was a little frustrating but I was so excited that you know I, I wasn't really worried about it at the time. I didn't get a chance to process it until later on. And I've talked to Desiree about it, and she said, yeah, that was that was very odd. Because what if Desiree had said, no, he can't go see the child? Like, no, that, that's just as much my son as it is hers. She, yes, gave birth and appreciate her carrying him, putting in all of that effort, you know, that toll that it takes on 
on a woman's body uh, as well as one's mind is tough nonetheless he wouldn't be here without the both of us that's that's a fact so that was um issue number one that i had and this is not a shot at um the medical team at duke i think that this is a problem across the board in society you know when you look at the court system and you look at specifically the family court system often men have to fight for what women are given when it comes to custody and time with children i think we devalue the relationships between a father and a child and that leads to a whole bunch of broken children uh, and within the black community which is where my concern lies primarily you have a narrative that black fathers are or a false narrative that black fathers are not involved you know what that's not what I see yes you may see um, higher rates of divorce but you know but me and my people we hold each other accountable we will check one another if we see the other doing wrong to say that it is the norm that black men are not in their children's lives or not active when it comes to the raising of their children it's just a misconception and it is it is one that continues to create division within our community so anyway that was issue number one due to the nature of Avery's birth and just everything that surrounded it Desiree was pretty much you know confined to the house for a few weeks following following his birth that being said and I had no clue about this a child goes to the doctor almost every week for the first month after birth just to make sure that he's gaining weight properly he or she is gaining weight properly and growing properly and getting everything they need and so that the parents can ask any questions that are necessary thankfully it's 2021 because Desiree could not join us at the doctor we were able to FaceTime in and she was there um, not even in spirit but she was actually in the room just digitally and that was wonderful I was very glad that we were able to to do that and she was able to see the doctor connect with her. The doctor is actually a close family friend who I've known for let's see, I want to say at least 20 if not 25 years of my life. So it was it's great to have her as Avery's pediatrician. Um, but anyway, every single appointment Desiree was there digitally until she could be there in person um, and we had to go see a specialist for one small uh, one small procedure really it was it was extremely minimal non-invasive but I walked in and the specialist said oh where's mom I said she's at home she she's not able to make it okay well um, this is what we can do to take care of this non-invasive procedure and I said okay let's do it he said well shouldn't you call mom 
I said, no. He said, so you're making the decision yourself? I said, yeah, she and I talked about it and we discussed the options and she told me I can go ahead and make this choice. And he looked surprised. I don't know if it's because I am a father um, making the decision or if I'm because I am a black man who is making the decision. But once again, the expectation is that men are not as involved black men are not as involved fathers are not as involved in their children's lives and so often we are given a pass and that pass is in and of itself toxic because it allows us to remove or it allows us to absolve ourselves of the responsibility that we should lean into there's not a day that I will breathe where I will not be available to lead my son down the right path. I don't care what happens. If I'm there, if I am conscious, I will be very hands-on in his raising. I will be working to heal him throughout his life so that I don't put another broken young man into the world. And I don't believe that can be done effectively or efficiently without me actually being at everything I can be at. Yeah, do I have my brokenness? Certainly. But I wonder how much worse it would be if my dad wasn't there. Because when I look back at the brokenness that my dad had, I am sure a lot of that could be attributed to the fact that his dad wasn't there. I hate to say it like that, but that's the fact. So my dad did a complete 180 from what he had and said, I am going to be highly involved and guess what I'm just going to continue down that path and I'm going to be even more involved not helicoptering but I'm going to make sure that my son is in a constant state of healing because of the trauma that surrounds us as young black men in America so that's it man I, I, I am excited parenthood is cool we're two and a half months in Avery is fun and I'll just go ahead and uh, jump into this week's edition of adventures with Avery because parenting him is the the topic of the day this week we got to hear him really laugh for the first time <laughs> there's a uh, a song by J. Cole off of his recent album and Cole says you know, I'm back outside I'm back outside and so we're walking to the car, or yeah I'm, I'm putting Avery into his car seat after his two month checkup and you know I'm just sitting there singing it and I, I said I'm back outside and he starts laughing and so I'm like okay I say it again because Cole repeats it so I'm just sitting here 
singing the song and Avery starts laughing again each time I say I'm back outside and thankfully Desiree had her phone in her hand because at this moment she captured what turned out to be Avery's first series of laughs and they're not the ha 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 but you you can see in the video and you can tell by his demeanor and, and you can hear that every time I say it he's responding with a joyful utterance that is his first laugh <laughs> and that was beautiful because he's starting to understand wow I'm getting love and this is funny to me and this is fun and in this moment my father is very involved and very attentive and very aware of me as someone he's taking care of and just knowing that he is feeling this happiness this early was was monumental so yeah that's this week's adventures with Avery my boy my boy decided to laugh for me it's father's day I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day I've got an amazing steak downstairs from Whole Foods grass fed organic so I'm going to it's, it's rainy today so I'm probably going to uh, I, w- I might toss it on the grill if it slows down but I might just put it in the cast iron skillet and, and make it work that way oh I've decided to start a tradition so I really want to be intentional with the raising of Avery and with my own self-care I want to enjoy life I want to be very mindful of the things I do and I'm trying to get into the game of golf so every Father's Day weekend from now until I can't anymore I'm going to hit a bucket of balls at the driving range now that might lead into a game of golf but that's going to happen every single Father's Day weekend from now until if it's raining you know we'll make it happen as soon as possible but that is that's my thing and eventually what I'm looking forward to is Avery being old enough to come out with me and that be a moment of bonding for us on Father's Day I started this tradition that hopefully can be passed down from generation to generation that's that I'm out I'll catch y'all again Uh, actually I'm excited next Sunday I will be recording the first of a series with a surprise guest co-host we're gonna try something new out so be on the lookout for that it's going to be fun not saying that i'm going to have a co-host going forward but we're gonna we're gonna try some stuff out and, and maybe have a spin-off show talking about some more specific issues within the black community see boy daryl the narratives of a wine and whiskey podcast thank y'all for listening i'm, I'm really appreciative of the support that i've gotten the following my numbers keep going up because you all keep sharing my content um, on instagram you know you send stuff to your friends to your family uh, to 
your co-workers and I really I really really appreciate that love y'all my pastor is calling me so I'm gonna pick this up and, and see what's up with him peace good sir dollarsandstories.com